This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars. Like most of you, I drive a car or a truck. Well, occasionally, I need tires or just a simple plug or patch. Well, my friends down at Just Tires is the place to go when that need arises. Give them a call at 727-585-9271. They have a convenient location right at 1645 Clearwater Largo Road. You can't miss them. So for all your tire needs, cars, trucks, trailers, new used or just a repair, give Just Tires a call. 727-585-9271. Oh, yeah, and be sure and check out their website, JustTires.net. Do you ever feel the need for speed? Well, experience the thrill of indoor karting at Tampa Bay Grand Prix, located at 12350 Automobile Boulevard in Clearwater. Call 727-527-8464. They have state-of-the-art electric carts racing around a quarter-mile road circuit. Bring your family, friends, and teammates for some speed, fun, and competition at Tampa Bay Grand Prix Indoor Karting Facility. Call 727-527-8464. Visit their website at tampabaygp.com. a bad one. Worst yet. There was an escape from the off-world colonies two weeks ago. Six replicants. Three male, three female. They slaughtered 20... A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants. Manufactured humans you can't tell from the real thing. What's this? Roy Batty. Probably the leader. There was just one outfit making replicants that superhuman. The Terrell Corporation. Mr. Deckard, Dr. Eldon Terrell. I don't get it, Tyrell. Commerce is our goal here at Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. I was looking for six replicants in a city of 106 million people. You ever see this girl, huh? Never seen a puzzler. What I didn't know was they were looking for me. Just two eyes. Just genetic design. Just eyes. Hello? I'm in a bar here now, down in the fourth sector. Why don't you come on down here and have a drink? That's not my kind of place. Hi, this is Jay Leno, and you're listening to my favorite, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuning to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. The same guy that's here every week, hosting Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And I'm here with my happy crew. I got Bobby with me this evening, and of course I got Cedric. Cedric, how are you doing tonight? Good evening. Good evening. You know, we'll have to do that for, practice that for Halloween. Good evening. I want yeah. to drink your blood. Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, hey, we got a great show for you tonight. But hurry, run to your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com. You'll see us on the computer if you're standing next to one visit our website gulfstreammotorsports.com be sure and check out our podcast if you've missed 
any of our past shows. And don't forget to like us, love us on Facebook. You know, that seems to be the groovy thing to do these days. And let's see. Oh, yeah. Hey, go to our Stuffs page. Don't forget to check out. We have a few more T-shirts and we have some decals. We also are in the process of having some really cool sports shirts made. And my son, Bobby, is wearing one this evening. He's sporting the new handy-dandy, spiffy, jiffy, cool Nostalgic Radio and Cars sports shirt. But anyway, so we're working on that. Matter of fact, we'll put that up on our, we'll post that on our website here pretty soon. Anyway, hey, we got a great show. We got a great guest. We got some cool music. Last week was a cool show. Last week we had the new stars of the new hit TV show on History Channel, God Guns and Automobiles. What a great interview. Mark Muller. Definitely check out their show every week on History Channel. What a great show. Be sure and check out our podcast, too, because we already got the show uploaded from last week. It's a great interview. Anyway, he's a super, super guy, real American. And you know what? I have to comment on his comment, which is, you know, you do the right thing. And I'll give you an example. The other day, we were driving down the road, my son and I, and uh, I was in uh, the rollback, and Bobby was driving, and I was just sitting in the passenger side, just kind of riding shotgun. It was kind of a Saturday or Sunday morning. I think it was Saturday morning. Yeah, that's right, it was. And this lady comes uh, kind of walking out to the curb. She's sitting in the gas station, and she's just kind of waving to us. So first thing I thought, well, you know, she probably thinks I'm AAA or something like that. So I didn't really pay much attention. You know, nowadays, you got to be a little concerned. As much as I want to be a good Samaritan sometimes, I'm often afraid to because as soon as I touch something, you never know. There could be a liability issue. And we've got all these hook nose ambulance chasing. Sorry excuse for human beings. They're called lawyers, personal injury lawyers. Not that I'm a fan of theirs at all, or any lawyers for that matter. But anyway, so you're afraid to do anything good because you might get sued. It's pretty pathetic the way things are these days. But nonetheless, so she runs to the curbside and we're sitting at the traffic light. She says, can you help me? Can you help me? You know, my tire is flat. And I'm thinking, well, gee whiz, you know, there's probably 20 guys running around in the station that are perfectly capable of helping her. Nonetheless, you know, being the nice guy that I am, we rolled in there. And of course, I went and looked at her problem. She had a flat tire on her little Honda. And as soon as I was rummaging around in her trunk, I noticed she didn't have a jack. Well, you know, I have a rollback, so I'm usually equipped. So naturally, I went and got my... Um, Handy dandy cut rate, no longer made in America, portable floor jack out. And then a matter of minutes, I had her tire changed for her. And then, of course, she wanted to know where to go to get a tire fix. And I sent her to our good friends and customers, Just Tires, okay? So if you need a tire and your car breaks down, well, guess what? You need to go to Just Tires. And, of course, they're over here in Largo, off Clearwater Largo Road. And you know what? Figures I don't have their number handy. But anyway, it's just tires are on Clearwater Largo Road. Somebody look that up for me real quick when you get a chance so I can announce that. My faux pas. But anyway, so we sent her down to Terry. Terry gave her a tire, got her hooked up and everything like that. And needless to say, Terry called me back and said he was very thankful and appreciative. And the lady was very thankful. 727-585-9271. Yes, that's the phone number for just tires. What is it again there, Cedric? 585-9271. Super, super. Anyway, and then today we were running down Pinellas Park, and we were on 66th Street. No, we were on uh, Belcher. That's it. And some poor guy was sitting in the traffic light in a turn lane, and he was broke down blocking traffic. And again, we were sitting there with our carrier. So, and again, you know, it just amazes me. Nobody helps anybody, you know. So I'm sitting at the traffic light, and cars were kind of like uh, standing around, sitting around, doing next to nothing. So I got out of my truck. I walked up to the guy. I said, hey, sir, do you need some help? And he goes, 
uh, well, there's nothing you can do. And I said, why? Well, the car won't start. And I said, well, you got dogs in the car, and which he did. He had actually a couple cages of chihuahuas. He had six chihuahuas in the car. And uh, and he couldn't speak English very well. So, you know, no big deal. I understand that. So I said, look, so you can't sit here and block this thing. We need to get this off the road. So I'm willing to help you push. And of course, I motioned to a couple of guys. And finally, a few minutes later, a couple of guys showed up. We pushed his van around. Now, he thought we could just cross the intersection. Well, Belcher and Brian Derry is like six lanes, six different directions. And it would have been totally chaotic to try to push that thing through the intersection, not to mention that the gas station across the street was under construction and the other gas station has been leveled so there was no place to really push the car so i talked him into pulling ue on belcher and we pushed him down the road a little ways at least that way it was off the street and then of course everybody resumed their positions jumped back in their trucks and went about their way as if nothing ever happened but it just never ceases to amaze me how people don't really do much of anything for anybody else so that gets back to kind of what uh mark mullen and i were talking about last week just do the right thing you'll feel better about it and you know what if, if you break down, somebody will help you. Which brings me to my next shout-out, and that's to my buddy Ted. I want to thank Ted a lot. He's a real good friend of mine. Whenever I get in a bind and my truck fails or I have some sort of mechanical issue, Ted always helps me out. So, Ted, if you're out there, if you're listening tonight, and I know you're working and you probably have your your radio on and it's tuned into WTAN AM 1340, uh, thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate you helping me keep my trucks on the road. And, uh, you know, another big shout-out to a couple other guys that um, – Always come to my rescue. My friend over there, John and Mark Woodhouse at Cop Cars Online. Uh, I don't, you probably remember that a couple weeks ago, my glass got knocked out of my truck here at the studio because, unfortunately, the guys that were mowing the lawn decided to launch a rock through my glass. No fault of theirs. It's just one of those things that happens. So John was gracious enough to let me park my truck down there uh, overnight for the glass people to come in there and fix that thing tomorrow. Oh, no. That's, that's a familiar sound. <laughs> And, uh, but anyway, hey, if you really need a cool cop car, uh, you know, now the hot thing is the Tahoe cop cars and our very own Pinellas County Sheriff's Office is unloading all their junk Chevrolet Impalas and picking up Tahoes, which uh, make a whole heck of a lot more sense. It's a much more utilitarian vehicle, not to mention. And they're pretty quick. It's a paying customer. But anyway, John's number is 727-536-2677. That's 726- Seven three six, geez, I'll get this straight here. Five three six two six seven seven area code seven two seven. You know, every once in a while I seem to trip over my words and my mind's going blank. Signs of age. But John, if you're down there and you're listening tonight, Cop Cars Online or a classic automobile company, John's a super nice guy. They got some great cars. Check out their website, Cop Cars Online. Okay, and of course today's Wednesday. And Wednesday, I always pop into some of my favorite sponsors and restaurant guys that uh, are that we advertise frequently on the radio show. And uh, we had a delicious pizza at your pizza shop. Okay, so thanks to uh, Mark and Bill, and I think her name is Deidre. Is that the name, Bobby? Do you remember? Does that sound about right? But anyway, or Deanna. See, there I go again. Another sign of brain fade. Losing my memory. Uh, super nice people, super nice place. It's over there off 8th Avenue, right in front of the Pinecrest oh, really? golf course. Yeah, really. And uh, I want to know why. Um, and across from Taylor Park. But your pizza shop, give them a call down there. Place your order now, especially this evening while you're listening to the show. 581-1101. That's 581-1101. Great, 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 great pizza. And, of course, you know, 
Tomorrow will be Thursday, and tomorrow we'll run down to our friends at the Rib Shack. Oh, really? The best. Yes, really. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, really. The best barbecue in town. So give I my buddies over why. to the Rib Shack. Rib Shack, a call. Their number seven two seven five zero one ninety ninety. That's seven two seven five zero one ninety ninety. I think I blabbed enough. We're gonna have to get ready for our guests. What do we got on the turntable? We got something cool. Yeah, we, we got a little different music tonight for our guests. A little, little newer than, than yeah. the standard fare on nostalgic radio and cars. Yeah, it's it's still nostalgic to something. Well, I don't know. It's it's contemporary. It's cool. Hey, Lee, you like Lee this wouldn't song. say that. He'd say this is not nostalgic. It's not nostalgic. That's what he'd say. Uh, what does he know? Yeah, what does he know? <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Check this song out. This is good. This is from a group called Puddle of Mud, and I think it's Blurry, right? Is that the name of the song? That's it. That's it. All right. Everything's so This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout 
out order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Your Pizza Shop, located at 1200 8th Avenue Southwest in Largo, offers a great selection of personalized pizzas, pastas, and calzones, as well as delicious wings, subs, salads, and tasty desserts. Enjoy the relaxing atmosphere and scenic view overlooking Pinecrest Golf Course. Remember, for the finest pizza anywhere, takeout, delivery, or catering, call 581-1101. That's 581-1101. Or order online at yourpizzashop.com. Hello, this is Mark Muller with the History Channel's new series, God, Guns, and Automobiles. Hey, tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. These guys rock. I want to know why. (laughs) All right, we're back, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, where you can always hear... The most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports every week. Be sure and tell your friends. And don't forget, check out our website, worldfamousgulfstreammotorsports.com. By the way, one more thing, too. Um, most of you guys know, and I talk about this from time to time, if you guys need appraisals, valuations, diminished values, jump on my website, gulfstreammotorsports.com. Go to the contact page, send me an email, and I'll be glad to do some work for you, okay? Because uh, diminished values are real important, especially if you got a late model car. And for some strange reason, this week, we've seen a lot of accidents. So there's a lot of late model cars out there. And even though I'm not an ambulance chasing, low-life uh, scumbag, uh, I can't—the uh, the, 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 the number of adjectives escape me, and I can't use them on the air. I have such great disdain for these unethical— self-serving maggots that are using and abusing the system. They don't care about you or me or anybody else. The only thing they care about is their wallet. Try the guys that go by M&M. I'll bet all those dirtbags do is sit around and conspire ways to come up with schemes, bogus baloney lawsuits, to prey on unsuspecting, stupid, sniveling, weak-minded people to get them to convince themselves to sue somebody for nothing just so the lawyers can waste time and make money. Some people are actually convinced it's like winning a lottery. That's the mindset. That's pretty pathetic in itself. And you're misled and wind up with peanuts and the lawyer gets the bulk of the money. Sorry, there's nothing left over after we spend all our money on the case bribes and payoffs. So, uh, sorry about your luck. Here's all you get. Here's a bag of peanuts. And people fall for it over and over. What a bunch of scum. There's no other way to describe them. Scum. Get a real job, man. Legal and political scumbags. Look who's running the country. That's where we're all going to hell. Self-serving swines. Lawyers scum. Scum, 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 scum. There, I said it. Again and again and again and again and again. I know this is not a political show, but uh, it is a topic that we all need to be aware of. So, But do keep in mind that their legal shenanigans is one of the reasons why insurance costs are so ridiculously high. Both sides are just as guilty. It's There's no excuse for it. BS lawsuits. Just the idea of personal injury alone, just by its very nature, it encourages people to sue one another, just come up with bogus claims, bogus lawsuits. And the only people making money are lawyers. In fact, they won't even take your claim unless there's a lot of money. Maybe I should have a dirtbag lawyer on here one day and we should talk about it. What a spirited conversation that would be. I would have to do my damnedest to contain myself, to stay in my seat and keep from uh, jumping all over these guys. Of course, then I would get sued. Who knows? 
but it would be fun. The things I do for my listeners. Anyway, sorry about the rant, but it does irk me. Back to the accidents. As much oh, as I'd really? love to run out there in the middle of the streets and hand these guys cards, I don't do that because I have a little bit of couth and ethics. But anyway, hey, another shout oh, really? out to my buddy Doug at the sign shop. Have I got a chore for him? We have a new addition to our little organization here, and it's called Winnie Bago. And I, I was going to surprise everybody with this, but I can't, I can't contain myself because the other day I just picked up, believe it or not, a 1973 Winnebago. Okay, and it's a small one. It's a little Dodge van, Dodge 300. And it's basically like a little camper. And they're called Mini Winnies. So you can Google it, Mini Winnie. It's a Mini Winnie Bago, okay? And since it's in the Winnie Bago colors with the Winnie Bago graphics, which is kind of like a green and a sunburst gold kind of like, it kind of corresponds with our colors, which are also kind of a green, you know, kind of like a dirty oil change green or army green or something like that, dirty tank green. But... We're going to sit there and put a banner on the side of that, and we're going to include all our cast of characters here at the WTAN studios, including the Artie Fletcher. Be sure to tune in to Artie Fletcher this afternoon. We're going, to really, we're going to really have fun with him because we're going to put a big star over the front of the door that says dressing room on it to the Winnebago. We're going to park it out front. We're going to put a big WTAN banner on there. I get a big thumbs up from Marty, right? Yeah. And we're going to have Cedric out there. And then we're going to have my son. We're going to have myself. We're going to have Larry. All right, so wait a minute. We're going to do a remote from a Winnebago? We're going to do a remote from a Winnebago. Yeah, because we got this canopy that falls down. I'm going to have my buddy Doug at the sign shop, okay, build us a banner, a WTAN banner. We're going to go around. We're going to have Dave and Lola come with us. But Rob, Radio Rob, I think we're going to make him the chauffeur. What do you think of that? Are we all in favor of that? We'll have Rob being the chauffeur, right? Uh, right, right? Artie is pessimistic as usual <laughs> he's pessimistic as usual so anyway so but anyway so give my buddy if you need a really really groovy sign give dougie a call to side shop because he did some amazing work for us and uh, if you look behind me if you're looking on the computer right now you can see it uh the banner that's right beside me or right behind me anyway his number is 727-392-4582 that's 727-392-4582 and you know what it's just about time to get our guests on the line so while i'm yakking you know what you can do cedric go ahead and give our guest a call Get him on the show. and uh, But, yeah, the, so, I mean, originally got the Winnebago. It was kind of a, a trade deal, and I was going to off it. But then my son came up with this corny idea. How cool would this be? Matter of fact, I threw it on Craigslist just for giggles. And the ad reads, here, imagine this. You're driving your 1973 Mini Winnebago to the big Mopar Nationals, and you're towing behind it your 68 Hemi GTX. Well, it just so happens we have access to a really ratty, 68 Hemi GTX and uh, belongs to a friend of mine. It used to be my car years ago and then it was belonging to somebody else before that. So you got a picture of this. Here's this old nostalgic 1973 Winnebago and then you're dragging this ratty old barn find car behind it. And of course, a couple of weeks ago, we had Jerry Heasley on the phone, the author of the books, Barn Finds. So we're trying to figure out a way to kind of use this as kind of like a publicity stunt. So maybe what we'll do is we'll show up at Cars and Coffee on a Saturday morning, on the third Saturday of every month over at the DuPont Registry, and bring this ratted, tatted... Well, the motorhome actually doesn't look too bad, but the the axe is pretty wicked, pretty nasty. But uh, anyway, hey, stick around. We got a great show for you. So we're going to go to a commercial break real quick, then we're going to get our guests in line. We're going to do the song, then we're going to do the clip, and then we'll be right back. All right, stay tuned. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Those legendary and fascinating... 
names in motorsports. Hey, this is a groovy song. This is by a group called Budos, right? Yeah, Budos Band. And I think they're out of California or someplace like that. Yeah. This is some really cool music. This is kind of something a little bit it's groovy, different from what we normally play. But again, our, our guest is into this kind of stuff. And that's the cool thing about the show every once in a while. You know, our guests, they have kind of eclectic taste. So we like to share those with you as well. So stick around. We'll be right back. Somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press. This town needs an enema. I've been dead once already. It's very liberating. You should think of it as uh, therapy. Jack is dead, my friend. You can call me Joker. And as you can see, I'm a lot happier.
a day. <laughs> Gonna need a minute or two alone, boys. Does he get those wonderful toys? Batman. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Bad of chemicals. That wasn't easy to get over. Don't think that I didn't try. I know you did. your parents. I mean, I say I made you. You gotta say you made me. And how childish can you get, huh? You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses on, would you? Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Thank you, Mr. Adam Carolla. And it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. Let me tell you a little bit about this gentleman. You talk about an amazing 
set of accomplishments. This guy, not only does he design movie cars, hosts a TV show, he's an author, he's an artist, he produces movie. He is often referred to as the wild man of transportation. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Fireball Tim. Tim, are you there? I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm actually exhausted just from that intro. <laughs> You're exhausted from the intro. It's true. In fact, there's a whole heck of a lot more, which, matter of fact, I think we ought to start getting into. Tell us a little bit about Fireball Tim and where the name Fireball came from. Well, I've, I've been trying to figure out a way to Xerox myself, and it, it hasn't, hasn't worked quite yet. But um, uh, when I grew up um, here in Southern California, I mean, the, the center of car culture, you, you were surrounded by cars. But, uh, you know, for when my birthday or Christmas would roll around, the two things I always wanted was art supplies and cars, toy cars, whether it was Hot Wheels or Johnny Lightnings or Corgis, Dinkies, anything that had four wheels, I was into. So I guess I was kind of a cheap kid. So, you know, those kinds of things weren't, weren't that expensive. You know, one little car went a long way with me. And, I, you know, I just loved them. You know, there was, uh, it's almost, almost something that you can't quite describe. I think that it was, it was uh, a, an actual part of me. And growing up with having the art supplies along with that allowed me to be able to draw them and come up with my own designs and, and uh, you know, just kind of explore a bit. So, you know, I was drawing cars that had little rocket launchers and, and there were, you know, you know, I'd turn a, an apple into a car or, or, or anything else. And it was just uh, one thing led to the next next thing. And, and honestly, I'm still doing exactly that. You know, and things haven't really changed much. Uh, just now, some of them you can actually sit in and drive, and uh, and I get to share that, which is the the biggest thing through the uh, the TV shows and through the books. Um, there's just really nothing better in this world than to be able to share what you truly love, and uh, and I get to do that for a living. So it's quite a blessing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Let me ask you a question: Is it kind of a natural talent with you to draw cars or just draw in general, or was, do you have to work at it? Well, I, maybe there was a time at that. I, I think now it's it's really second nature. You know, there really isn't anything that that I can't draw. But it's you know the 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 basics are there, and you know it's kind of like um, you can't really explore and as an artist until you you learn your trade well. And if your trade happens to be that you like pens or pencils or paint, um, you don't really become a great painter. You know, until you've mastered your ability to lay down the paint and to understand color. And those are the basics. Uh, when you start to explore and envision concepts and different ideas, that's really when the fun begins. So uh, to be able to, to draw, you know, I, I love to do that. I do a lot of seminars with kids in schools uh, that are called uh, Wacky Ride Seminars. And we, and we get to work with the kids, and we, we come up, you know, together with an idea and say, well, you know, what's, I ask the kids what their favorite vegetable is, you know, and if, if they can actually identify a vegetable that they, that they like. Um, you know, then, then I ask them, well, how many wheels should it have? You know, who should be driving it? You know, and we come up with these wacky rides together, and I'll draw it for them in front of them. And uh, it's just a great uh, exploratory uh, thing that we get to do as, as kind of as, as one mind, as one, one group. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's a, it's a great way to express in the same way that a musician or a, um, uh, someone who builds cars. Uh, it's a creative process, and that's, that's something that we all want to do. For you, it's, it's radio and being able to, to share that with people. Um, I, you, know, I just, I, I, you go from moment to moment looking for ways to express, and uh, for me, it was with drawing. That's amazing, too. That's, uh, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's kind of a gift in a way, right? Well, you know, maybe it is. Um, I, I think that everyone has the ability uh, to be creative. Um, and if you think about it, 
uh, even people that are in corporate environments, uh, you have to be creative to put together a business plan. You have to be creative to put together a, um, some kind of program. So we're all creative in different ways. It's whether we cultivate that creativity to the best of our ability. Uh, and and uh, not everybody needs to draw. You know, my, my brother always jokes that, you know, the only he can, the thing he can draw is this um, crazy cowboy. He's been drawing the same cowboy for the last, you know, 40 years. Uh, it's actually pretty good at this point. But uh, for him, he's a writer in Hollywood, and, and, and that's his passion. That's where he gets to express and be creative. Uh, same thing with my dad. Um, and uh, it kind of transcended. It went from, there was a period of time where we were developing the Fireball Tim brand, and it was, you know, what I did as a designer. Um, and that was a lot of fun, but at, at some point, over a period of time, it transcended to uh, to more about who I am as a person and and not so focused on the designs themselves. And that's when the TV shows kicked in, and and uh, um, and we have a, a really successful um, uh, channel on YouTube where, where we have uh, new episodes every every week, uh, where I get to uh, interview people and drive cool cars. I get to drive some of the just the coolest cars on the planet. Um, and that's another way to be able to express for me is uh, behind you know behind the camera uh, to be able to make these projects, and at the same time to be in front of the camera and express and just have a good time. And uh, um, I think it's um, I think it's a gift that everyone has. It's just whether you cultivate it, whether you believe in it or not. And and that's the important part is that uh, you really have to uh, to find what you love. You have to do it the best you can, and you have to believe in yourself that you you can achieve the things that you want. And you do that, and it's, it certainly turns into a gift. It's tremendous. You're uh, also a, uh, you have the distinction of being one of the alumni that uh, went to that amazing school in California. Is it the Art Center College Design down there? Or am I saying that yeah, right? Yeah, Art, Art Center College of Design, it was a great experience. You know, it, it probably was one of the most difficult things I ever did because um, it really wasn't hard to get in. It was hard to stay in because the, the workload was only third behind Yale and Harvard. Uh, it was just a tremendously overwhelming uh, workload. Uh, as an example, um, uh, one teacher gave us an assignment where we uh, we were asked to do, um, I believe it was uh, 20 sketches, uh, no, sorry, 60 sketches in a week, which doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. But the clincher was the fact that each sketch had to be a different medium. So if you used pencil on a sketch, you couldn't use pencil again. So we thought, wow, this is this is quite a challenge, you know. So after about doing maybe 15, 16 sketches, I just I ran out of stuff. You know, I I couldn't use markers anymore. I couldn't, you know, I, I tried to get as creative as I could, and and I think I came up with 20. So I went back to the class, and you know, and and sure enough, just about everybody in that classroom, there was about 50 people, uh, put up about 20 sketches apiece, and that's about all they could come up with. But the most amazing thing about that day was that virtually everybody came up with a different medium. Really? So it, people were using uh, spray cans. One guy was using blood from his finger. One guy was using toothpaste. I mean, the creativity was astounding. And, and the whole point of the assignment from the teacher was uh, that creativity is limitless. Okay. And, and that's what my, my experience at Art Center was truly limitless. I got to, uh, to be, become friends with people like Chip Foose, with Frank Stevenson, who's the head designer for McLaren, uh, Dave Merrick, who's chief designer for Honda. Just, you know, a great group of guys that were part of, part of my class or close to my class. And, uh, and now I'm friends with all those guys, and, uh, and everyone has, has really become successful and, um, 
it's just, it was a great process, and I, I recommend it highly. It's certainly not a cheap school to go to, um, as any art school is, but uh, isn't. But I, I think that if there's a way, uh, if there's a will, if you really want it, then a way will be made, regardless of whether you have the money or not. You just got to do it. You just got to, you know, bite the bullet and figure out a way. And uh, and things just work out. You know, as long as you stay positive, things work out the, the way they're supposed to. Is that a two- or a four-year program there at that school? Or how does well, it work? It's a, it's, a, it's a trimester, so I think that... Um, okay. You could be out in about uh, a little over three years. I took two internships, uh, one at the Chevy Design Studio, their advanced concept center, one for Nissan. And uh, I was out in about three and a half years. Um, but uh, I decided not to go into a car company because I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, the turnaround time from concept to completion being 10 years in a vehicle. It just, you know, I, I'm just, I can't stand still. You know, I, I got to be moving and, and doing stuff all the time. So I contacted uh, uh, Walt Disney Imagineering uh, here in Glendale, and I said that uh, I was seventh chairman. I'm doing a, a project that was called World Rail, which was a, a vacuum tube maglev train, kind of like the, the uh, hyperlooping system that um, that uh, Tesla is working on, that Elon Musk is working on. Uh, but it was a much bigger type of thing, and it was um, it had a story behind it, and it was it was kind of a Disney-esque kind of thing. And I got them to come up, take a look, and they offered me a job on the spot. And uh, I said, well, I want to finish my school. I was very excited, but uh, it, it kind of opened the door. So I went to work for Imagineering, designing theme parks, um, primarily ve- uh, vehicles or vehicular contraptions. Um, did uh, the did Indiana Jones ride, uh, New Tomorrowland, Discoveryland, uh, uh, Disneyland. I did some stuff for Tokyo and Europe. Uh, but the best thing by far was I met my wife there. And uh, we were there for about three years and then decided to move on. And we both went freelance into uh, commercials and film, and, and uh, the first film I did was uh, Lawnmower Man. So uh, it was a uh, non-union film that was um, seemed crappy at the time, but uh, uh, went union, and then things just took off from there. And I did, um, over the past maybe 25 years, I did about 400 different projects uh, that went range from film to television to commercials and uh, primarily vehicles, but I did a lot of uh, weaponry and, and costumes, environments. I just wanted to be able to draw anything and everything, including creatures, you know, monsters and things like that. But my love was always the, always the cars. So it was, it's been a tremendous journey. There, uh, I was reading that uh, the, for the 1989 movie Batman, and I played a little clip out of that, that somewhere you, you were just kind of penciling around, sketching, and you came up with the concept for the, for, the, for the actual original Batmobile for that movie, and somehow they, somebody discovered it and ran with it? Is the, how's, the, how's that story go? Well, it's a little different than that, but okay. I, I, I was at Art Center mm-hmm. uh, at school, and there was a, an ad that uh, there was an area where people posted things on the walls, and, and there was a, a posted thing that says, Design a Movie Car. And it was much like those little things you rip off when you want to you want to rent a, a room with a phone number on the bottom. And I thought, well, that's kind of peculiar. So no one had ripped anything off. So I, I did. I ripped it off and uh, called the number. It ended up being Anton First, which is the production designer for Batman. And uh, he was looking for some some someone to do, do some sketches because uh, there was the idea that that um, uh, they were going to do that Warner Brothers was going to do a Batman movie, and and they didn't know whether it was going to happen or not. So he said, you know, I just want some concepts to present, and then I'll, you know, I'll kind of run with it. I said, oh, great, you know, and I didn't really think too much about it because, um, you know, I was so busy with school, and and uh, and I think, you know, honestly, it was 
probably a couple hundred bucks is what I got paid for it. Something very simple. And I back then I thought that was a you know a cool deal. Um, I did a couple of sketches on Black Hanson and uh, sent them in. He said thanks, and and that was it. And it was over, and I, and I, I just kind of moved on. Then about eight, nine, ten months later, um, I got a call saying, hey, you should come down and check this out. And I'm like, check out what? And I found out, you know, that they did greenlight uh, Batman, and um, they were starting to shoot. And it was around the time, I think, that uh, I was wrapping up school, um, if my memory serves me well. But uh, I came down, and I saw that uh, they had built this thing full size. And uh, it, even though my sketch was very loose, and you can actually see some of the sketches on a couple of portfolios, even if you just you Google them, um, they were in black, and you couldn't see them that well. It was more of a feeling I was trying to convey. Uh, but sure enough, it was pretty darn close to what, what that was. But I, ha- I have to you know, give Anton a tremendous amount of credit because you know, it, it was really his ball game. Uh, but I got to, co- to concept, you know, and that was my thing. I got a chance to conceptualize something, to give it a feeling, and, uh, and that's what I do. And, and, you know, a lot of people have the, the misnomer that I'm a big builder and I build a lot of cars, and that's not where, what my game is. Uh, I like designing and coming up with the ideas and the visions uh, for the vehicles. Uh, in the same way, I have a good friend, Sid Mead, who did the vehicles for uh, Blade Runner a long time ago. Um, you know, you come up with the, uh, the, the concepts for them, and, and then they get built. But there's a lot of people. There's a big team that has to do that, a lot of uh, great minds and people that, um, uh, that are very creative that have to put that together. So it's always a team effort, but it's neat to be on the, uh, on the, the, the beginnings of that process. Now, that, the Batmobile car, and because of the recognition and the fact that it was used in the movie, did that open a lot of doors for you at that point in time? I mean, did that kind of get things rolling for you? It didn't really because you know I didn't I didn't really think much of it because I went to work okay. for Disney and you know I thought wow that that was really cool and I, I what I saw I think the example it did for me was to see that the concept complete, to completion was a very short period of time and that was really intriguing to me that that you could work on something um, and then you could see it you go to the movies and you see it with along with millions of people and I was like wow that's that's quite extraordinary. And then after three years of working at Disney and seeing that the turnaround time was maybe four, five, six years for a theme park, you know, once again, I started to get bored. And, uh, uh, and to, talking to my, my wife, who was my girlfriend at that time, um, we decided to, you know, to go freelance and to start to, to work towards films. And then um, the first, I think the first major vehicle I did was for a film called Son of the Mask, which was the sequel to The Mask. Uh, and it was a um, the director was Larry Gooderman, and he wanted to uh, to have me design a vehicle that looked like it was a a full size drivable cartoon. And and when I went through that entire process from literally from concept to completion, the car was built in Australia. Um, it was a, a great experience. Uh, but I saw that and I said, okay, that, I said that that's it. That's what I want to focus on. And then one thing led to the next, and I started. Uh, you know, getting a lot of lot of gigs where you know it was uh, um, concept vehicles, you know, for film. But uh, a lot of times they didn't go all the way through, or the designs would get changed. Or um, as an example, I did cars for uh, for very early on for Green Hornet, and but it was very much like the level of a Batmobile. So it was probably a three or four million dollar build uh, at the time it was at Warner Brothers, but it was with. Um, uh, I forget the director's name. It'll come to me. Um, but then it, the the movie shut down for a long period of time, 
by the time it came back up, it um, uh, it was a whole different kind of concept, and it was it, they they ended up going with the existing vehicle from the TV show. And uh, you know, so it, there's a lot of times where you're involved with stuff, and and then it goes away, it comes back, and you know, it's neat when it goes all the way through, but um, you know. Uh, you got to take what you can get. So it's 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 a neat experience, no matter how you look at it. Now, do you like doing really oddball custom stuff, or do you find you know often like for some of the other movies? And I was going to ask you if you could name a few. Let's say let's say like Fast and the Furious. I mean, did you do any cars that are just slightly modified street cars, or do you do more the the wild exotic stuff? Oh, I like I like the crazy stuff. Okay. I mean, the stuff that's absolutely nuts. You know, I mean, the son of the NASCAR was like that because it had a. Um, it had a, a system on top that shot a 40-foot flame out the back of the car that was built out of a beer keg and a, um, uh, a hot air balloon system. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff I love, and that's, that's what led to, to doing the, uh, the kids' books, which are the wacky rides. You know, I grew up with wacky racers. I grew up with um, uh, hanging out with George Barris in his shop, you know, as a kid and running around and causing trouble. Oh, my gosh. Um, Lucky you. I, I looked. Yeah, well, George is a good buddy, and and uh, I hung out with Gene Winfield, uh, Daryl Starbird. Um, oh, bubble top you know, king. People, people have called me, you know, Little Barris. But you know, I, I just, you know, I, I'm not a builder in the way that those guys are. You know, they're tremendous talents. But you know, I just loved being able to put it on paper and uh, and to see how something that could go from two dimension to three dimension to affecting people in such a a tremendous way as as some of them do, and. Um, and it's funny. I'll go to you know go do signings for uh, book signings. Or I'll go to go to car shows or go to uh, conventions, and um, and sometimes people will come up to me and go like, I, I didn't know you did the um, uh, the Starsky and Hutch car, and I'm like, the Starsky and Hutch car is, is red. It's a red Torino with a white stripe. It's iconic, but dude, I was 11 years old when that TV show came out. So, you know, those those kinds of things you know are are just funny experiences and. No one really designed that car. It was just something the studio did. But uh, like the General Lee, it, it's become iconic, not because of what it was painted or how it was built, but because the movie cars are characters in movies, and people love characters. Mm-hmm. There's a reason people like Dwayne Johnson in the roles that he plays. They like Vin Diesel. They like uh, uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, movie cars are exactly the same. You know, um, people love the Tumblr uh, from the new Batman movie, which was designed by Nathan Crowley, who's a friend of mine. Um, those those kind of vehicles, you know, people like because of the attitude and because of the way they're used. And, and um, you know, uh, in our business, you know, we always say that the movie may suck, but the cars are always cool. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, so... The guys, the guys that did the, a lot of the Fast and Furious cars, a lot of those vehicles were actually uh, real people's vehicles. Uh, a lot of them were, were built by a variety of shops, whether it's Picture Car Warehouse or Cinema Vehicle Services or uh, a number of different other companies that work out here. Um, I steer, kind of steer clear of the strict modified cars. I did that for a time. Um, I built, a, um, along with the team, a uh, 650-horsepower Mini Cooper for a... Uh, there was a police car for a TV show called Street Tuner Challenge on Speed Channel. That was cool, and and um, uh, you know, but yeah, the, the the real wild stuff, the the crazy stuff, is what I love the most. You know, and um, I did a movie called Six Cities, which never got made, but it was really great because it was kind of a combination of Fast and Furious and Mad Max. So we were taking brand new uh, Fast and Furious type vehicles, uh, brand new luxury cars like. Um, uh, Lamborghinis or Bugattis, 
and then, you know, beating the crap out of them and, and attaching um, rocket launchers to them and, and, and uh, bullet holes in them and things like that. And that, that's the kind of stuff that just gets me going. That's the kind of stuff that's really fun. Did you get an ch- opportunity to work on any of the uh, vehicles used in Transformer, by any chance? No, because uh, Transformers is primarily a, um, a manufacturer's-based promotional movie. Oh, really? And the majority of those vehicles are, are done uh, within house of General Motors. Okay. So they're working directly with, uh, you know, because, you know, Transformers is it's a very big movie, and it's a very good opportunity for any uh, vehicle manufacturer to be a part of it. And General Motors is a, is a juggernaut. And, um, you know, I love those guys, and they're good friends. I drive their cars all the time. But they saw a great opportunity working with Michael and being able to, to uh, get those vehicles. You'll notice that the, the majority of those vehicles, whether it's a Corvette or it's a Camaro, you know, they're all GM products. Um, they do have designers, but a lot of them are the guys that are actually in the design studios at GM. And, uh, um, you know, that, that kind of stuff, although they're cool and they kind of turn into things, um, you know, it's not necessarily my bag. My, you know, you wouldn't take most of my cars very seriously, you know. Um, you know, I, I like working on the stuff that, that there's a, a bit of levity and a bit of sense of humor. Uh, doing kids' movies is fun. Um, I did Knight Rider, uh, the, new, the new Knight Rider. worked on that for a while. So they're pretty neat, but, you know, it's kind of transcended to where I'm doing uh, less movies now and doing more shows and uh, doing the books and, um, uh, and the festival, like, like I discussed with you earlier. I'm very excited about this new festival coming up. But uh, it's, it's a combination of the, the, the design ability, but also uh, to, um, to be able to share, you know, what I love with, uh, uh, with people through our, our passion that you and I share with cars. It's really cool. Now you touched on that. We were going, and I wanted to get on that because that's important. Because in a couple of weeks is the car show of car shows, or I should say, Car Week, the Monterey Car Week. Now there's an event there taking place. It's called the World Class Automotive Film and Arts Festival. So share with us a little bit about that and how it's how it comes to fruition and what is it about a bit. Well, this this is really exciting because this is literally the world's first automotive film festival. And no one has ever done anything of its kind. There's, there's lots of film festivals that are, that are around, the, the, around the world. Um, but uh, I was asked by uh, a company out here, World Class Motoring and uh, Easley Events, uh, to host this. Um, it's a very exciting, very big deal. It's really taken off. Uh, it, happens, it coincides at the exact same time as the Pebble Beach Concourse. Um, it happens in downtown Monterey at the Golden State Theater. It's over three nights. Um, the neat thing about it is it's an everyman event. It's not a, it's it's a big Hollywood event, but it's not at a big Hollywood price. You know that, you know to go to the concourse is about you know over two hundred dollars to come to this event. But, you know, in the evening when when people are poking around Monterey and they want something really fun to do, uh, this is a great, uh, going to be a fantastic event because it, for fifty bucks you get to see the entire weekend of, of films, uh, which include Le Mans. Um, it includes, we just got the green light uh, to premiere the movie Snake and Mongoose, um, Horatio's Drive. There's, there's going to be some fantastic classic car movies and premieres. Um, we're also premiering another movie, which I can't say what it is yet. Um, but it's, uh, it's the first of its kind, and, and uh, um, everyone is just totally stoked to be able to, to do this and to bring uh, the um, Hollywood and cars, which is what the Fireball Tim brand is all about. It's being able to to share why you know how Hollywood uses vehicles in movies, 
and how car companies are affected by what Hollywood does. So there's going to be a lot of, of really great designers and, and uh, uh, people coming to the event um, and over, uh, over three nights. So we're going to be showing some really uh, great, uh, um, we're going to have some great um, filmmakers there that I get to interview. And uh, it's just going to be a blast. I'm just, I'm just really super excited about it. Wow, it definitely sounds exciting. Now, it basically takes place, and we got a couple minutes left here. I think we're about a minute and a half. But anyway, so Fireball, so that takes place all during the day, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Is that the way that it is that week? No, it's, a, it's in the evening. Oh, it's it starts in the evening. at around 4, around 4 o'clock. So you can go to the, the concourse and experience that and do that all day long. Come back to your hotel, take a break, you know, grab some dinner or something, and come out and see the show. Super. Tim, or Fireball, go ahead and plug your website, because if people want to find out more about you, uh, how would they go about doing that? Sure. Well, the, uh, the main website is FireballTim.com. The, uh, uh, if you go to YouTube, um, uh, the channel is under Fireball Tim, so it's easy to find. Uh, we have new episodes every single week. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, all, all the all the gobbly Facebook, uh, all the all the social network stuff. You know, we're pretty much everywhere. Um, we all, I'm also involved with a company called 37 Degree Filter, which is a uh, um, a filter they've created, which is a, a lifetime oil filter, oil filter you never have to change on your car. Tremendous green product. So uh, you know, just um, uh, if you want to have some fun and and uh, you know uh, take. You know Hollywood and cars, and and just goof around and and uh, see some fun stuff, put a smile on your face for the day. Then this is the place you want to come because everything we do is positive, and and we just you know make fun of ourselves. So we're having a blast. Wow, that sounds like an exciting exciting event. Let me ask you a question: Would you be willing to come on again sometime? Because I know there's a ton of stuff I wanted to talk to you about, and it's you know thirty minutes goes by pretty quick sometimes. Would you be willing to do that? Of course, anytime. My pleasure. Okay, super. Uh, Fireball Tim, I want to thank you very much for taking some time to come onto our show this evening. In the meantime, okay. I want to tell all my listeners. Thank you very much for tuning in to Nostalgic Video and Cars. Be sure and check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, check out our podcast. They're all there. And make sure and tell your friends to tune in to Nostalgic Video and Cars every week for the most fascinating and legendary names of motorsports. Like us on Facebook. I want everybody to stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we will see you at some of the car shows. mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.